0: This is Mom Nom, brought to you by Colorado Christian University and the MOPS Podcast Network. Our mission is to create snackable content that invites women like you to participate in encouraging, validating, and inspiring other moms as we embrace the chaos together. This week's story comes to us from Amy in Evergreen, Colorado. This is her story. I was embarrassed to tell this story for the longest time because I was so ashamed of it. But after getting to know a couple of girlfriends really well, I decided to admit to one of the worst mom fails I've ever had. When my daughter, Andy, was about two months old, my mom, my little sister, Andy, and myself took a weekend girls trip to Nashville. The trip was going wonderfully, and we were wrapping things up with a morning shopping trip before driving back. My daughter was sitting in the stroller and I started to load my car up with my bags when all of a sudden I heard my mom yell, Amy! I turned around and Andy's stroller was rolling away from me. As I turned, I saw the stroller quickly topple over the curb, launching my baby girl out of her seat. Andy landed face down on the pavement of the road. I couldn't even breathe. My mom got to Andy first. She picked her up off the ground, spun her around and clutched her. I remember the amount of relief that came over me when I saw my daughter's face. Nothing but a tiny scratch on her forehead and a little dirt. Needless to say, Andy was crying hysterically and I followed suit quickly after. My mom got me to sit in the back of my car and handed Andy to me, assuring me that she was okay. I was hyperventilating while checking and double checking my daughter to make sure she was actually fine. Once I got Andy calm and my mom finally got me calmed down, I started to recognize my mistakes. I did not realize that the street we had parked on was at a slight slant, and I didn't lock the wheels on the stroller. My main regret, however, was not clicking my daughter into her car seat as I was pushing her around in her car seat click-in stroller. I always thought she'll be more comfortable unclicked as we're walking around. I had to learn that lesson the hard way. As I was telling this story to my girlfriends almost two years after the incident actually happened, I could not help but shed some tears as this stroller story was truthfully one of the most horrendous memories engraved into my brain. As I'm wiping the tears from my face, my friend looks at me and shyly admits that she had made the exact same mistake with her daughter when she was a baby. Nope, my baby wasn't the only one who had fallen out of a stroller. We hugged, cried, and eventually laughed at our shared mommy trauma. Previous to this day, I had told this story to very few people because I was so embarrassed to admit it. But after sharing it and realizing that all moms make mistakes, that mom guilt is real, and there is strength in admitting to our faults, I have now realized this sh- released the shame from my dreaded stroller story. Whew.
1: Oh, that's so heavy, but so relatable. I just have can like put myself exactly in her shoes. When Madeline was little, she rolled. Well, she rolled, but I didn't think she could roll. So she, I had confidently placed her in the center of a room, perfectly on a blanket, and had ran to I don't even remember what go to the bathroom or get snacks for myself or something. You know, self care, self care. Some <laughs> some need where I left the room, and she had never rolled over before. So I just wasn't worried at all that she was going to do anything, and she was right. happily playing. And she rolled over and we had leaned against the wall, the like most heavy, dense oak TV trays, and she rolled over to them and pulled it on herself. And I just like you lose like every ounce of air out of you as you're panicking and like lifting it off and holding her and ugh, just that that moment. And you feel like you're the worst person in the world and that no one else has ever done it.
0: Yeah. But thank oh. God kids are resilient. Man, yes. They're totally fine. <laughs> I wish I was as emotionally resilient as kids are physically resilient. Because No joke. <laughs> it's oh, well I can say I so I was one of those two friends with her when she shared that story. And I will tell you I I, I could physically see the weight lifted off of her shoulders when my other friend said, oh my gosh, I did the exact same thing. And it was just, yeah, a sigh of relief. And how many of us need that? How many of us need to hear? It's okay. We've been there. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all do things we wish we could have done better. And But we're all growing and we're all in this learning how to mom thing together. And there is no I- instruction
1: manual. No, and I think it's so crazy how much we all get in our own heads about this uh like I don't know if this is a strictly woman trait or a strictly mom trait but just our natural inclination is to like just go into our head and say like I can't let anybody know about this and no one else has ever navigated this and no one else has thought this and I'm just totally alone in it and it feels like the only way to break that cycle is to like audibly tell that story and to talk about what you've done. And then exactly what happens as what happened here. Like she's so not alone. So, so not alone in this.
0: Well, and I think it's important to have a safe space to do that too. You know, like I, I just think of, I've, I've been in, in, in groups with other women where it's just, it, it doesn't feel I think, I think the biggest fear is judgment, right? Like you fear sharing a story and have everybody look at you like, um, how did you not know better? Why, wait, what you didn't, you didn't buckle your kid into the stroller. How dare you? (laughs) Like, we're all afraid that that that's the response that we're going to get, but then we're pleasantly surprised to find out not only is that not the response, but you get a response of, oh my gosh, me too. And that's, that's what this podcast is about really. Exactly. And I think you hit on something there
1: too, that isn't even easy to make sure that you have carved out for yourself, but what are your safe spaces? Like where, where is the judgment free zones or where are the places that you can take calculated risks? Because I think so many of us have backgrounds where people have heard us or where that judgment does exist in, in either a real or a perceived way. Because I think just as often it's like, oh, that look was about what I just said. And it's like, actually, it was because they just got a devastating text message, but you didn't know that. And so it had nothing to do with what you said, but we're, at least I'm very good at drawing narratives in my head that can draw really outlandish scenarios uh, that I can believe and convince myself is true. So I think figuring out where where are the places you feel comfortable being vulnerable.
0: Yeah, and I think changing the narrative, the the negative self-talk, yeah. It's a good practice to have too because if you're already saying these things to yourself and then somebody says it to you it just yeah in a negative way it it validates you negatively um yes so if you don't get that positive validation then what does that look like and i don't know what are what are some ways that you help stop negative self talk
1: man uh i think that i've i'm very logic-brained and so i had to find some logic what it is around this I think and uh one I'm not horribly successful at this so or well I guess positively successful about this (laughs) um but I think that for me I have to seek as much as possible counter narratives to my narrative that's happening in my head and how that looks normally is by trying to go to the person and get clarity on it and that's not always successful because some people aren't up for that level of transparency but I'm I'm an Enneagram 8 and if you know anything about the Enneagram 8 like we are generally speaking pretty like strong forceful personalities but also like live in such like high level of transparency and so and I think even don't have the ability to hold in like I'm you can read whatever I'm feeling from my facial expressions, I think at all times. And but I've learned that not everyone wants to engage in that level of vulnerability. That was a roundabout way of saying I have no idea how you stop the (laughs) self-talk.
0: There's a really good book, and I'm I'm not endorsing this by any mean. This is just something that I found, but uh, by John A. Cuff, and it's called Soundtracks. It's so good. It just talks about the soundtracks in our heads and how to shift. The negative self-talk that we have because it drastically changes how you respond to shame and judgment in those scenarios. But outside of that, it's good to have your squad. It's good to have your people. It's good to have your safe space. And I highly encourage any mom to find that space, which uh can be a mops group.
1: It can be a mops group. I would also say if if you're not sure those safe spaces yet, I think part of even the vision of this podcast is share anonymously with us something you've been carrying. And, um, we would love to bring that anonymously to the world. Cause I think there's even freedom in sharing that way. I think that that gives space to even test the waters a little bit, um, to break free from whatever you're carrying.
0: Thanks for listening to mom. Nom hit the subscribe button. So you don't miss out on future episodes. If you have a success, fail, challenge, or mom hack you'd like to share with us, visit momnom.org. This podcast is made in partnership with Mops International and Colorado Christian University. Moms thrive when connected to a Mops group. Moms succeed when pursuing their passion with up to 30% savings toward an online degree with CCU. Learn more at momnom.org.